I like talking. That's my gig. Not so much cities, which is where I happen to be this summer. Cities are full of people and traffic. Cities are also an opportunity to get a few things done. Car repairs and human repairs while I'm near facilities. I used to travel with eight wheels, now I travel with six. Just me, an SUV and the bike. I sold the caravan over a year ago and it still looked like new. Probably because I prefer to live outdoors. And my beloved mountain bike was recently rehomed with a rural friend. She uses it to scoot around her property. I needed something a bit easier on my wonky spine, so I can keep on pedalling. But I'll fill you in on the e-bike later. This, my first episode of A House Sitter's Tales, is about fish. Well, sort of. Really, it's about the peculiarities of people. Usually, before I book a house sit gig, I talk to the people mostly by phone or sometimes by video chat. Sometimes the cat or dog makes a cameo appearance. And by then I've seen photos of the house I'll be staying in and the gardens, the pool or whatever. Swimming pools are a whole new way to use up precious time. Less swimming, more skimming. Back to the story. My first formal house singing gig was on a country property in Northern Victoria. For overseas listeners, that's the small state in the bottom left-hand corner of Australia. Victoria usually gets lots of rain. So it tends to be a bit greener than the inland and northern states, but not this year. I arrived in early December and it was a mix of warmish days and cool nights. Sadly, no rain to speak of. I did get lucky with the perfect hosts. They couldn't have been nicer guys. I bumped down a dirt road into the tight driveway with the caravan in tow. The owners came out to meet me and assist while I backed the caravan into a dog-leg parking space. Then we set to work. I met the resident border collie, who was asleep on the veranda at the back of the house. A ragdoll cat was napping on the dog's oversized mat near the back door. The owners told me the cat was boss. That's pretty normal for cats. This cat actually had its own room at the back of the garage. The room contained her food and water bowls, bedding and a scratching post. With four acres to explore, she didn't need a litter tray. Less work for me. Sometimes the dog slept in the laundry, sometimes on the veranda. As with most rural dogs, he was on high alert after sunset, and nobody wants to hear a barking dog at night. I dragged his mat into the laundry in the evening. I quickly learned that this elderly dog could not hold his water overnight. The first morning, I mopped up a puddle of pee, then made sure the dog had a drink before coming inside and the water dish stayed outside. On the afternoon of my arrival, the owners continued my tour of the property. We did a lap of the dam, fruit trees, berries, lots of berries, and the veggie garden. As is the norm on rural properties, there were water pumps and valves and rainwater tanks scattered around the place. 
I'm familiar with the equipment, so it didn't faze me, though getting to know the watering schedule is a must. We wandered over to the fish ponds near the front of the property. A flock of colourful goldfish hovered close to the surface, probably hoping for an early dinner. The landscaping was impressive. Two large ponds surrounded by plants, some submersible, some not, some in pots and most in the ground. Paving around the ponds and a dainty wooden bridge in the middle. The recent lack of rain meant the fish ponds needed to be topped up from a rainwater tank. The tank itself was an antique, an old concrete dome that was half sunken into the ground and surrounded by flowering plants. There was a valve at the base of the tank, a petrol fuel generator that had to be hand cranked and a long hose on a reel. Everything had to be set up before filling the fish ponds. My fear with generators is that they can be cantankerous. No, that's not a bad pun, it's a naked truth. This generator turned out to be well behaved. The nuisance value was in unspooling and rewinding the hose manually without getting it in a twist. And when the water in the fish pond started to evaporate, the water level receded quickly. The fish were easy to look after though, less so than their watery environment. Pinch of food every afternoon, then I could settle under a shady tree nearby with the cat in my lap. I bought myself a metal detector that summer and used it to look for treasure on the property and at the edge of the surrounding forest. I was not surprised to find rusty railway spikes, as they are common in rural areas. However, over Christmas it can get pretty boring, and I like human company. I just, only just, started drafting a book and sometimes needed a break from the screen. The homeowners had offered for me to have a friend visit, so I took them up on that. I invited a friend from Canberra who was travelling through to come and stay for a few nights. She slept in my caravan and I'd company over the new year. She also had a bike, so we alternated between walking the dog in the forest and hurtling around the dirt tracks on bikes. The border collie knew every trail in that forest. He was a good companion and although I carried a leash, never had to use it. I carried a carrot on our walks. He loved his carrots. And hey, as long as I had a carrot in my hand, he would not stray. This was my first full-blown house sit, but it's still one of my favourites. We'll come back here sometime. And we also need to talk about poop. Just not right now. Let's talk about goldfish. Cute but a brain the size of a pinhead. Easy to look after, that's fine with me. Two years into my house-sitting journey, I booked a gig on the overpriced North Shore of Sydney. Only one review? Guessing I must be the second house-sitter. A couple of days out from my agreed arrival date, I started driving south. My contact had told me she was already overseas. The plan was her husband and teenage daughter would show me around. I rolled into the driveway mid-afternoon. Hubby was in a video conference. He let me in the front door. 
A shaggy little dog watched me carry bags into the house. When the daughter got home, I was introduced to a lop-eared rabbit that lived in her room. She tossed a handful of pellets on the carpet and said, he likes to forage. I later asked her dad if that was okay to lob food onto the carpet. He said, I'm not getting involved. Sensible man, great dad. The girl also told me if the rabbit got out of his room, he'd make a beeline for under her parents' king-size bed, as he did twice during my stay. He chewed the cables for the electric blanket on both sides and the lead for the power board. Fortunately, there were no fireworks, no crispy bunny bacon. The weird thing about that is when the lady homeowner returned the night before I left, from overseas on her own. She was cool about that. Indoor rabbits chew stuff, no probs. I think that's why it still feels a bit weird to talk about this. I left the house cleaner than I found it. That's the norm. I like things clean. Cleaning a clean house is very much me. I cleaned out the disaster known as the family fridge. When I'd suggested that to the dad, as there was no space for my food, he'd been enthusiastic. I threw out all the mouldy stuff, wondered why they had a cleaner. He or she didn't leave the house much cleaner. I took the dog down to the river for his walkies. He loved rock hopping and sniffing everything and meeting other dogs. That wallaby scat sure smells good. I cleaned the rabbit's litter box and vacuumed the carpet every time after he ate. I fed the goldfish every day and gave him the occasional treat from the freezer. So what's the problem then? I had moved on to my next house sit about two hours north. I got a text message from the North Shore homeowner asking if I could help her out. Hmm. My eyes bugged out as I read the text. Imagine my lips in a wide O as my mind tried to process the words on the screen. Not the first bit about the power bill. I get that during the dead of winter, homeowners go on holidays and expect me to freeze to death rather than crank up their heating. And say that with a disclaimer, as one of my regular clients buys in truckloads of split wood to keep me warm, although I don't use it. Meanness is not the norm. But back to the North Shore. I had been careful only to use heating when desperate, as I'm a robot and the self-health, self-heat my cold bones at will. It's all about expectations. You stay warm, I get to shiver. And sadly, I feel the cold. It's how my metabolism functions. I sleep in bed socks most of the year round. Anyway, I went out most days and didn't heat the spaces I used in the large home during the day. And the daddy homeowner had said, use the spa on the deck. Even showed me how to use it, which I did a couple of times a week. But you know, expectations like coming home from holidays to a tiny power bill. Back to that text message, 
It said since they'd returned from holidays, the goldfish had been behaving strangely. And the fish was hiding in the plants at the bottom of the tank. A hard ask, as fish was huge. And, as I recall, they usually lurked near the bottom from my observations. I like watching fish. Fish are calming. This text was not, not at all. If anything, it was alarming. So, going back to the start of my stay, the promise of a peaceful outlook at the bottom of a long driveway, a grassy park shaded by trees, solving a crossword on the upper deck with a shaggy dog at my feet. Yeah, that's not how it panned out. Shortly before my arrival, I touched base with the lady homeowner. She told me the park was being redeveloped. But not to worry, as the work was up near the clubhouse and road. Nowhere near the house. This is how it actually played out. For eight hours a day, six days a week during my stay, a stone crusher crept closer to the house. The first week it worked tirelessly on the opposite side of the reserve, annoying the heck out of other residents, presumably. The grass disappeared in clouds of dust and newly minted gravel and a car park was created out of the crushed stone and gravel. Clank, clank, clank. Only faster than that. I can't do the clanking sound that fast. Then the middle section was raised. Grass uprooted, stone crushed, gravel spread. You get the idea. Clank, clank, clank. The cacophony of noise now included a bulldozer, people and cars. The dog tried to sit out on the deck with me. He really tried, then retreated inside the house. He only came out to use his fake grass poop box. And when I rattled his leash for walkies, the stone crusher crept closer to the house. The dust cloud obscured what was left of the grass. Clank, thud, clank. I kept a box of headache tabs nearby. I went out for walks and drives and bike rides. I took the train into the city to see a movie or two. Unusually for me, I was looking forward to moving on. Even in the back bedroom where I was sleeping, the noise woke me up in the morning. I hung out for that blessed moment in the late afternoons when the crusher fell silent and the tradies drove off the site leaving a trail of gravel and gut dust along the suburban streets. It was the best part of my day. The entry to the construction site was down a side street. It was on my dog walkies route. There was a vehicle washing set up just outside the gates. Some workers used it, many did not, in the rush to get home. Politely, what a big mess and definitely not how it had been explained to local residents by the council. So, back to that text. The homeowner eased in by saying the goldfish was hiding at the bottom of the tank. Yep, that's what he does. He's much too fat after eating his mates to perform acrobatics in his small living space. 
Then she asked if I knew what was wrong with fish. Then, no, I'm kidding you. She said the goldfish was terrified. Terrified. The message asked if I knew anything about that. Um, what? I took a few minutes to construct a response. It seemed obvious to me. I suggested that for fish, vibrations from a stone crusher must feel like an earthquake, more likely a tsunami. Not sure why I felt the need to justify my response, but went on to tell her the dog didn't like the noise and had stopped sitting on the deck with me. And I was getting headaches, not that that mattered. Given my formal qualifications, I could have said Fish had anger management issues. It's not like he had any choice in where he lived. But you know, keep it sweet. I knew in my heart I'd looked after the ravenous bunny, the shaggy dog who got first-class walkies on my watch, and the humongous goldfish with cannibalistic tendencies. And I kept their home cleaner than the cleaner who got paid. It made me stop and think about what is reasonable and what is off the planet. I'd asked the woman's teenage daughter if they'd only had one house sitter before me, a young female backpacker from overseas who used the house as free accommodation in Sydney. It seems unlikely she decanted the fridge and scrubbed it out. The teenage girl said, oh, We've had lots of different house sitters staying here. Hmm, only one of them left a review. The only time I don't leave a review for a house sit is if something grates to the point, and to be honest, it's usually only in one of several categories I have to tick off to get an overall score, is when that one sticking point would be hurtful. Say, wonderful hosts, lovely home, but your nasty dog bit me because its behaviour is intractable and it didn't want to go outside so I could go out and I'd been warned not to leave it inside unless I wanted to come home to an explosion of chewed up stuff. I did get bitten once. Small dog, nasty demeanour. I didn't leave them a review. But back to the North Shore and fish. I'll give the lady the benefit of doubt as I rolled up expecting four goldfish. There was only one huge fish in the tank. Miss Teen told me that fish, yep, that's actually his name, ate all his friends. Now he has no friends. Maybe he was lonely. Maybe he had recurring indigestion. Or maybe, like me and the dog, he couldn't stand the unrelenting noise from the stone crusher out the back. I'll never know. Three years back, I started a travel blog for Sunday's Strays. You can find that at sundaysstrays.com. The blog fault content focuses on travel and locations I've visited. This podcast is primarily about house sitting. That's pretty much all I do now. I have regular clients who trust me with their pets and properties, and I'm loyal to them. I like but don't expect the gifts and generosity of homeowners. I appreciate the veggies and herbs in gardens, 
and replant as I go. I laid gifts such as potted plants. I even made one lady a knitted hat. After I move on from a property, my clients keep me up to date on their pets and travels. Sadly, sometimes the news is not good. I look after many elderly animals as owners prefer them to holiday at home. Meeting people is the best. And this allows me to travel and have a base from which to explore. It's not for everyone. And occasionally I feel like I'd like a garden and a pet of my own. I miss the cat I used to travel with in the caravan. She was the bomb of cat personalities and very social. But for now, this works for me. So I'll keep on doing it while I can. It fills a need for homeowners. It keeps me off the streets. And without getting into politics, I mean that literally. I get to explore this crazy land. On a taster, I'll talk about safety as a solo female traveller in the next episode. It's not something that bothers me, but I do take it seriously. There are now many thousands of female travellers doing it on their own. It gets around the cost of living and the housing crisis. It keeps me, us, fit, healthy and financially above the waterline. If you enjoyed listening to my first episode, please hit the follow button. It will help you find future episodes and help me to build traction as a podcaster. Episodes will be released weekly on Thursday afternoon in quick bites of roughly 20 minutes. Occasionally, there may be bonus content on a specific topic, but you can listen to my content in any order. And although these are my stories, I will sometimes talk to other house sitters and homeowners about their experiences. From what I've heard, mostly good stories. But it wouldn't be life without the occasional horror story. If you're a fellow traveller, a virtual traveller, or merely curious about different lifestyles, again, thank you for listening. See you next Thursday and happy travels wherever you may stray.